This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 68, Troubleshooting Hypnotic Inductions. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Hey there, welcome back. It's Jason Lynette, and how have you been? Well, I've been fantastic. Thank you for asking. We are about to do something rather interesting. Normally on this program, it's a mixture of my own content as well as conversations with other outstanding hypnotic practitioners, though there's a moment that just occurred during a certification course that I was training here at my Virginia hypnosis office, where basically for a moment, I opened up for some general purpose questions and a student expressed the desire to chat a little bit more about this concept of troubleshooting hypnotic inductions. What do you do if they don't go well? And briefly, I will reference a practice strategy that I modeled after a stage hypnotist out in Ohio by the name of Michael Thomas, where Michael came up with the idea of practicing your stage hypnosis show and perhaps writing out all sorts of possible what could go wrong moments in the backs of index cards. And you kind of set them up on a sofa and you rehearse your stage hypnosis show and randomly you flip over a card and it says, volunteer goes into coughing fit. And then in the words of Charles, Charles Tebbets, you then have to deal with what emerges. As you allow that coughing to fade, it just helps you to relax even further. And I love that as a strategy because it's a great way that should something suddenly happen during the course of your session, whatever it might be, you know, cell phone going off, car alarm going out outside, it creates this really unstoppable confidence that, oh, I've, I've been through this before, even though you might not have actually been through it before as a brand new starting out hypnotist, or even as the experienced hypnotist, sometimes something pops up and... Well, that was different. And I teach this uh, under the strategy with an empty chair, and I lovingly refer to my empty chair as Hypnobob. And we go through all the troubleshooting of various induction methods in my course, whether it's a Dave Elman induction, whether it's an instant and rapid induction, or even doing a progressive muscle relaxation. What do you do when something perhaps doesn't go exactly as planned? And the answer really is, in my opinion, the client is your process. The experience the client is going through is the way that it should be going, and therefore it is your responsibility to modify appropriately. And we're going to jump right into the classroom because luckily the video camera was running, and I grabbed the audio from this, and here we go. This is session number 68. You're going to hear some different mindsets, some different principles, though you're going to hear an overriding perspective of really in my opinion, how we should be talking about and how we should be doing hypnosis here well into the 21st century. So let's jump right in. This is uh, cut directly from my live classroom here in Virginia, session number 68, Troubleshooting Hypnotic Inductions. So the question basically of troubleshooting inside of an induction you mentioned this classic strategy of having the client step into a mindset as if they could pretend as if they could do something, as if they could imagine as if they could do something. It's kind of a bigger picture question to go after because on one respect, 
as I go, and I have to give my disclaimer to it first, when I'm going into that session and I'm projecting that confidence, I'm projecting that expectation, and honestly, the more that we interact with this hypnosis content, the more you will find that the induction is like the easiest part of the process. The induction is the simplest part of the process. It's really, as we're new to hypnosis and as we're still learning it and grasping a hold of our confidence, it's that thing we're putting up on that plateau and it's how you hop on hypnothoughts.com, you hop on the NGH network, you hop on, which is another form, you hop on any of the Facebook groups and you see a lot of these, I don't want to use the word, but I am, this amateur conversation of, I couldn't work with this person, I couldn't get them in. Which, as we go into that process again with that expectation, credit back to Jeffrey Ronning, you are motivated to make this change, and you're going to demonstrate all that I need to see to get you to the right place. Which, recognize the NLP presupposition, there is no failure, there's only feedback. So whatever you're giving me in that moment is what you should be giving me in that moment. And I'm stepping into that mindset of deal with what emerges and I'm going to utilize everything. So here's a guy recently that I can give two examples of this one. One, it was really cool and became part of the process. With the other, I had to get rid of this. Otherwise, we weren't going to be able to work together that day which was they were giggling at different parts of the process of getting into hypnosis. Now, with this guy, it was him, to use my language, nerding out because there were some things already happening that weren't ordinary for him. You know, he was a, the relax the eyelids to the point where they just won't work, test them, satisfy the moment. That's a moment that does have some phenomenon with it, though, it's a much lighter phenomenon. You know, the squeezing down, you can't open them is a more profound phenomenon than the relax them so they won't. Which is not to say, though, that some people won't have a visceral reaction to it, because he was. And I mean, the entire session was him laughing at stuff and going, this is cool, that's weird, I've never had that happen before. When, if I had to characterize it the same week, here's this young girl in the office, that I think the giggling was more out of nervousness, which that was now a deterrent. That was now a sign of something I had to address, to which I kind of think back to the deepening demo the other, the first weekend, and let that laughter begin to rise on up, feel that building up, and as I place my hand on his shoulder, notice how you can easily let that go down, and as you do that, that just helps you to relax even further. So rather than try to play the game of look, don't see, it's the whole, oh, cool, let's utilize that. It's the actor on stage. This is one of those amateur versus professional moments where something would fall on the ground. And the amateur actor, the fresh actor right out of school would be playing the game of, I'm going to ignore that thing and because I ignore it, everybody else is as well. But by doing so, what is the audience now doing? Hey, is that pen supposed to be on the floor? Is that? Is that supposed to be there? Have you seen this play before? Is that part of the play? I don't remember that scene. I read this play in the school. And it's a moment where me on headset back in the old days had to then radio Eric backstage. And this was a real moment. We were doing Anton Chekhov's Three Sisters. 
And it's this beautiful moment where the director had this vision that the actors create the entire scenery. The actors are moving around all the props. Yet it's a moment where there's a glass on the stage. Thank God it didn't shatter. And this thing is there. And let me tell the story using Eric's words. In this play with a bunch of old white Russian people, the big black guy had to walk out there and pick up the glass during a scene change and walk off the set to which the audience burst into applause because they're going, oh good, that glass wasn't supposed to be there. When what does, the, what does the professional do? They're in the middle of the scene, they're talking, and it's actually a strategy that you sometimes have to teach people. They're in the scene, they're interacting, they get their foot right behind it, yeah, and while they're talking, they just reach down and maybe look at it and put it over here, and the moment moves on, no problem. Why do I reference that here? Because again, the danger is the look don't see. I said relax your eyelids so they just won't work. The eyes popped open. I'm going for the let the arm dangle there and you're completely helping me and I'm just pretending that it's there. Even worse would be that there's a stage hypnotist I saw one time that he's going down the line picking up floppy arms and this one girl was like this. He goes, oh, I got catalepsy early. Wasn't that cool? I'm like, no, you didn't you had a non-compliant volunteer on stage and she was a pain, she was a difficult person the entire show, she would have been back in the audience within seconds if I was the one doing the show. And that stuff spreads like a virus when you've got one up there who's not participating and who's kind of commenting and playing with the people next to them. You know, So in a session, there's no failure, there's only feedback. Whatever you're giving me is what you ought to be giving me. And I mean, I've had extremes of this over the years where I honestly can say, I don't know what this guy was doing, yet I'm in the middle of doing something and he's like this. And I mean, it's not quite abreaction. It could have been, yet it's a moment of he's giving me tension, which I wasn't even suggesting. All right squeeze those hands down even stronger. In fact, transfer all the tension from the right hand over here to the left hand. Press it down on mine, press it down on mine. Sleep good, just relaxing all the way down. Every breath you exhale, helping to guide you even deeper. It's where the benefit of spending so much time on the Dave Elman induction, the benefit of learning these various other methods, the benefit of learning all these deepeners, is it begins to build this working vocabulary of tools that whatever you give me, I am going to utilize and turn into my induction. The same as the troubleshooting with Hypnobob. The eyes pop open and just let the eyelids close and just go much deeper down. I, it's the phrase of it's really in so many ways an attitude type thing of this is exactly how it's supposed to go. This is what you should be doing in that moment. There's only maybe three or four instances I can really think of that I've had where my phrasing is I begin to politely bully my client. Or if they're giving me a hard time, I give it right back. It's the guy who, it's the middle of floppy arm drop and he pops his eyes open and goes, I'm going to be hard to hypnotize, aren't I? And I just stare him down and go, as long as that's your goal, that's how today is going to go. What are you here for? Well, I want to quit smoking. Okay, just close your eyes, let's do this. And you get this kind of deer in the headlights moment, which again, that's like one out of thousands. 
Yet it's that moment of, remember back to the Ron Esslinger video where the girl is going, eyes open, eyes closed, glasses on, glasses off. What do you want? And he just sits there and goes, I'm waiting on you. <laughs> and it's just that moment of, let's do this. Which again, few and few and few and far between. Other examples I've had would be, um, I, I had a woman recently that, uh, what was it? I'm trying to think of the actual situation, but it was something involving she was coming in, she was coming in for weight loss. There was an existing injury that she was dealing with. The arm was in a cast and it was itching that day. And I was attempting, and as you allow the awareness to spread over to your other hand instead, today it's as if you could become more aware of this hand and any sensations in that other hand just fade and fall away. And that was getting some benefit to at least, you know, get the distraction out of the way. Yet she kept going into that pattern of, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. To which I just sat back for a moment and went, I haven't once acknowledged this as a problem today. Only you have. You know, we can work around that entirely perfectly fine. You know, only one of us in this room is acknowledging that as a problem. It's completely fine with me. And just that simple, honest moment, she goes, oh, okay. I, I told you before, if you ever need to scratch, go right ahead. I've got an unsharpened pencil. Would you like it to have? <laughs> she actually goes, oh, that'd be great. And she stuck it down her cast. And like twice throughout the session, there's the moment of, you know, it's only a troubleshooting moment if I labeled it as a troubleshooting moment. So it's really more of a mindset going into it. But again, as I go into my session with the getting, and this is something I'll even say to a client on the phone. Well, I don't even know if I can be hypnotized. Do you ever have people you can't work with? And the answer is no, because I'm going into that with an expectation and I'm going to utilize whatever you give me. And that's exactly what you should be giving me in that moment, even if it's not what my book said you were going to do. Even if it's not what this other person did. You know, it's even on the change process. This will lead into a horrible pun. You've been warned. I work with this woman named Kate. Go to my Virginia Hypnosis page to the weight loss page and you'll see Kate's story. And she was someone that, this is a nice little side note, she was extremely diabetic on all sorts of medications. I had faxed something to the doctor, the doctor sent it back and doctor calls me up. What do you do for a diabetic? And I'm using the appropriate language. Well, she's mentioned all these recommendations for her eating that you've told her she should do. And she's been having a hard time being compliant. We're going to work together to motivate that compliance. Oh, hell, you can do that. Can I send you five more people? And before I even saw Kate's first session, I had five referrals from this doctor and all were doing wonderfully well. So Kate wanted to completely eradicate processed sugar, certain foods from her diet. She wanted to completely overhaul her health and she did phenomenally well. So then her best friend Edith comes in and Edith points the finger at me and don't get ahead of me. I see the smirk and Edith points the finger at me and goes, I have a small sliver of cheesecake every single night after my dinner. And that is not junk food. That is a treat. I have a very hard job. I buy this cheesecake from Costco that says it's 12 servings and I make that thing last two months and you're not going to make me stop it. And I just point the finger right back at her and go, 
I'm not going to try. Then again, your goal is increasing water intake, your goal is increasing exercise, and I'm the first to get into the conversation. My only personal rant I'll go off on with a client is this whole concept of good food versus bad food, of clean eating versus dirty eating. There's a beautiful article you can find online called Clean Eating is a Scam, which admittedly the guy who wrote it was taking a marketing class at the time and wanted to come up with a title to get a lot of clicks, and it worked. But he had basically catfished several nutritionists by going, so can I have pizza? No, you can't have pizza anymore. Pizza's bad. And through various coaching sessions, he was asking, hey, I was at Whole Foods and I found this mozzarella cheese. Can I eat this? Oh, that's really good. Hey, I was at Costco and I know most of the stuff is processed, but they have this really good tomato sauce. And basically, he had slowly fed in all the ingredients. So he was mostly going after the culture of it. So it's this when, of all things, I don't do this, but there's a whole category in the bodybuilding industry of, quote, the if it fits your macros style of eating, where I've had a bodybuilder coming in eating a king-size Snickers bar because he hadn't had enough carbs that day. And he's smiling and going, yeah, and I'm still going to be about a 400-calorie deficit for today, even with this, which I did it for a while. And went, I just don't like the way this stuff makes me feel. I'd rather have the two sweet potatoes and the bulk of the food to get the same calories. So within their goals and to instead enjoy that moment on occasion rather than, oh, I'm on vacation, I had ice cream, I'm going to completely sidebar it. So I bring that up here because, again, it's this place of good versus bad. The way that it's going is the way that it's supposed to go. So Edith is pointing her finger at me. You're not going to make me stop that. Okay, I'm not going to try. What do you want to change? And that's what we went and addressed. So here comes the pun. If you want to have your health, you can't have your Kate and Edith too. But I'm bummed. Uh, I know. They had been friends for 30 years and they had never heard that line before. I know. So, but I mean, specifically back to the induction mindset, it's again a place where whatever you bring into the process is what you should be bringing into the process for me. You suddenly. You know, it's a moment, I was doing a demo, I think it was actually a demo in here the other day, I think it was with you, that there was something which wasn't wrong. It's a moment where you moved your hand after I had placed it somewhere. Okay. You know, I'm not going to take that moment of that's not how it's supposed to go. I can't work, no. Okay, good, and, as you, and I think I commented on it in that demo. And as you move that hand, you did it twice, and then you did it the third time. And I think of the third one, I just went, okay, great. And as you move that hand back, it just continues to help you relax even further. Everything is at your disposal to become an induction, a deepener, whatever it might be. Cell phone goes off, and the sound of that buzzing just helps you to relax even deeper. And if it's okay for me to hit the button to silence that thing, just go ahead and just nod your head. I have a skill. I know how to silence every major cell phone. I saw Penn and Teller in Las Vegas and Teller's out there doing selfies with people in the audience uh, after the show. And it's this amazing moment of he knows how to hold a one-hand selfie on every phone. That was more impressive. And of course, he talks after the show, too. So does that answer? It's kind of more of a bigger picture yeah. answer to the question. That's good. 
But as much as I go into that process with this, the induction is the easiest part of it. And again, I really do work from that mindset with the client. You're already doing this stuff. I'm just going to show you how to do it better. I've already got a hypnotic pro on my hands. You just haven't been doing this intentionally yet. We're utilizing a natural state of mind that there's an amazing article. There's a book called Hypnotize This by Zally Siegel. And it's not his, it's not his article, but it's written by an evolutionary psychologist. And it's all from the principles of what is it within our psyche, what is it within our brains that develop this ability to enter a hypnotic state. So consider the hunter-gatherer tracking an animal the entire day in a fasted state to eventually capture that thing and still have the energy to bring it back to the community. The gatherer having that focus, the ways that religions have formed, the ways that societies have formed, the ways that we get into social constructs. This is an innate human skill that, again, back to Penn and Teller, they would refer to themselves as, we're not wizards, we're not warlocks, we're just a couple of guys who know how to do some pretty cool things. And that line back from my magic upbringing stuck with me of, I'm just a guy who knows how to put the right words in the right order, to get you to the right place to do this thing for yourself. And really to have that as a mindset behind the induction, it's where rather than troubleshooting, let's retitle it dealing with what emerges. Whatever you give me is what you're supposed to be giving me. Does that clarify some things for you? Are there specifics that you can think of? No. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, Jerry? Uh, although to muck that up, that a little, seems to be in contrast with the question I asked about when the guy keeps counting. When the guy, yeah, the question of, kind of back or well, when the guy keeps counting in a Dave Elman induction, it's where, let's add in one more extra step to this conversation. I will always blame myself first. I will always go to a place where it's not you not being compliant, it's not you being resistant. My initial mindset is always, I did not phrase it in the best way for you to understand what's being asked of you in this moment. I will always blame myself first, which is a negative word I know, but that works for me. Use, it's a communication, it's a communication yeah. thing. Yeah that I did not express these instructions the best way I could have possibly done it to help you achieve the intended result. So what does that mean? Back up, deepen, re-enter. Good, pause there, you're doing great. So I don't assume because I've said count backwards slowly from 100 out loud and use now rattling off 100, 99, 98, 97. I'm always gonna go back to me. I did not express it clearly enough. Good, pause there. You're doing great. And that's a true statement. You are doing great. Because my mindset is, I'm not doing great. Let me phrase it a better way for you. We'll do that again this time. Notice what's different. Because as I count back, we'll have you count backwards. And this time, listen carefully. 100. <sighs> Allowing a nice calm breath between every number. 99. relaxing more and more, 98. So by the time you reach 98, perhaps even sooner, you can relax them away. Now, if at that point you take off running, now you're being non-compliant. To which, again, it's a place of politely bullying, politely 
cajoling. I mean, I had a guy that I can think of with the floppy arm drop just wasn't giving that thing up. And I just, it's the one and only time I went to the place of, dude, this isn't even hypnosis yet. This is just simply instruction. Do you understand what I mean when I say relax that arm? Yeah. Do you feel how you're helping me out? Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Ragdoll. Nothing. Nothing. No, you're still helping me. You understand what I'm saying, right? Just nod your head. Good. You can do this. This is the easiest part of today. <laughs> and I'm getting into kind of a laughing, you know, tonality. And the moment I have him kind of cracking up about it, to which, I mean, at the end of the session, and the rest of the session from that point forward, I am firmly convinced if I did not take control of it in that moment, the rest of the session would have been that way. But because I let that be a brick wall that he and I had to take down together, the rest of the session was textbook. The rest of the session was flawless. And at the end of the session, he did comment, hey, it was kind of hard to hypnotize me at the beginning, to which I actually looked at him and said, I'm not going to let you walk out of here saying that because, again, that was instruction. We're just sitting here talking right now, right? Yeah, relax that arm. Yeah, see, you can do that with your eyes open as well. <laughs> Next week's going to go so much better. <laughs> quit smoking right away. So, but it's again where I'm not going to accept it as a challenge. But again, I'm always going to blame myself first. How can I phrase it better for you? So I wouldn't say compliance. I wouldn't say resistant. It's the how can I express this moment better when all else fails, apply suggestion. But again, here the rarity of these examples, which unfortunately these are more fun to talk about, in a class, oh yeah, I had this new client on uh, this week. She came in, actually, I usually don't do early mornings. We did an 8.30, and uh, she came in, and she lost the numbers at 99, and she's already emailed me that she's been so much more productive in getting things done, and the fears are already diminished in her speaking. It's a great story. It's not as exciting as the, this guy I had to make fun of because he wouldn't relax his arm. You know, is it a place where I can start to assume maybe there's something going on? Possibly. Though, again, I'm always going to go back to how can I phrase this better to get you to the intended result? But I, I think for myself, it's, it's, it's just the fear. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get the uh, response you want. Which, again, do you see, how, yeah, the fear of getting the response you want. Do you see how taking that sidestep back to suggest it more consistently consistently oh no i think yeah. that's great that thing of, of, of i just stated it incorrectly yeah so i was just thinking you could you could demonstrate with the counting i don't know if i could demonstrate the the uh, which this brings up a theme and forgive me as i punch a few buttons as i'm fighting my thermostat i think it's switched over to the learning mode which i don't like here it works great at home yeah, you brought up the theme of, and many people do this, and I used to, which would be before the session began to kind of mark through what's about to happen, which would be that there's going to be a moment where I ask you to pick up that arm, just let that arm be relaxed. Let's just practice that now, and you can do that. I forget who, but someone does the description of, now this is not aphasia, this is not amnesia by suggestion, what they're actually applying as a metaphor to get the losing of the numbers with the Dave Elman induction is actually aphasia by doing this, 
which would be, I want you to imagine if you were standing on that side of the wall over there and you were to take a step forward and then you were to take another step forward but put in half as much effort and then take another step forward again, put in half as much effort. Would there be eventually a place where you would just stop because you weren't putting any effort in at all, right? So there's a part of the process where I'm going to have you begin to count. And I want you to put in with every number you say. And at some point, it'll just feel like too much effort and you'll just stop counting altogether. Which, that ain't am that's not amnesia by suggestion, that's aphasia. That's a lighter level of hypnotic phenomenon. It's a moment where you'll hear me reference this uh, tomorrow with the Esdale state. There are many people who would do that demonstration and they would cheat, which would be, now in this state of mind, they actually get down to a level where you don't actually have to suggest anesthesia, you just get it naturally. See, look, and they turn to the participant and they go for a pinch, which, no, you're cheating. You just delivered an indirect suggestion because clearly that person's in the room with you and they heard that. You know, it's a moment where they're kind of bending the rules, but they're actually giving the suggestion a very, it's an indirect suggestion in that moment, but you still delivered it. I, what I'm getting at here is from the magic world, don't run when you're not being chased. I don't have to preface everything I'm about to do because as I give my suggestions, the way things are scripted out in the book for you, the things that are my transcriptions, give you what I've workshopped to be the cleanest and most efficient language to get the intended result. So it's where what I caution you against, especially as we talk about troubleshooting inductions, here's the scenario that I keep seeing. I had 30 sessions go wonderfully well but then number 31 came in and they did this weird thing. And then I added this thing to my process and now I'm doing that extra step with all these people. And then here came client number 72 and this weird thing happened. So I added in this thing. And now I'm doing these two extra things with everybody who comes into my process. And what becomes the virus now? My induction process, which was efficient and effective, has now become this 10 or 12 minute watered down garbage trying to hedge off all these possible challenges that weren't necessarily there in the first place. If I may apply a metaphor in the fitness and endurance and running fields, there are people who are packing down these sugary gel packets and doing all these supplements, yet they've never once given themselves the chance to actually go out and do that endurance training without it. Make sense? It's the same conversation. There are people who are, take, here's, an, here's a dangerous one in my opinion, taking all these vitamins and supplements, even just in terms of overall health, yet they haven't actually done blood work to see if they actually have a deficiency on it. You know, oh, I heard vitamin D was really good for me. Yet to get blood work and find out, oh, actually your levels are naturally pretty good. You don't need to supplement that one. They're buying it because the voice on TV said to do it. It's the same conversation in terms of hypnotic suggestions as opposed to actually finding out, do I really need this thing? And the answer is, well, no, no, I didn't. Yet meanwhile, I may have. Uh, so for example, through my blood work, I naturally have high iron levels, 
So if I'm buying like a vitamin D supplement, which I do need, it turns out, I have to make sure it's the one that doesn't have the added iron put into it, which, hallelujah, that's the cheaper one. You know, so it's that whole don't run when you're not being chased. So I keep seeing this scenario, this happened once, so now I'm going to try to hedge it off all the time when that may have been the one anomaly. Clean language, concise language, give the descriptor. You've seen some of the nuances along the way of as I pick up the hand and drop it, let it just plop. Now granted, that's one I was running into. The hand was consistently lowering down slowly and I wanted the plop. Because if it was a rag doll, that's how it would fall. Yet that's just that little briefest of a thing I'd fold in there. I know a guy who, uh, well, sometimes they had people who weren't as relaxed as they should be. So in the brief relaxation process, brief deepening of the Elman, I would do a progressive muscle relaxation. I saw a video of this guy's session that he shared with me. And I mean, he was doing like a full 15 minute PMR between steps one and three. At which point, no, you're not doing the Dave Elman induction now. And was actually sidebarring them so far away from the goal of the process that he was doing more damage than he was doing benefit. So be aware that sometimes there are these moments where, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night and you move your leg in a funny direction and the muscles kind of tense, doesn't mean the thing has to be amputated. Yes, that was meant to be an extreme metaphor. <laughs> so there's a, there's a You're having a bit of a coughing fit doesn't mean you have tuberculosis. You have a soreness in your side. I have a family member who one time, people were in tears on this one. Oh, it's because I have pancreatic cancer. <gasps> oh my God, what's going on? And she had self-diagnosed. In the words of Trevor Noah on The Daily Show, the new catchphrase of WebMD, it's definitely cancer. <laughs> Yeah, Jerry. It says just relax the rest of them out of your mind as if there's nothing more to count. I wonder if you would be taking too much of what you said, and there's nothing more to count as opposed to as if there's nothing more to count. Yeah, the, more suggested, but if you wanted to take more control, I wonder if the second time you might go, and there's yeah, nothing Yeah, which, which you're bringing up the concept of the use of the phrase as if. Mm -hmm. I am authoritatively delivering permissive suggestions in my style by leaning into the embedded command. So it's where in the text of that Elman induction that's there with front of you, as if there's just nothing left to count. So I'm softening it, but I'm hammering away at the phenomenon. Relax them away as if there's nothing just there left to count. Want that to happen, expect that to happen, and you can make that happen. Because as they are gone, notice how good you feel. And I can't do it for you. I'm only going to pull out the line, I can't do it for you, if I have to. It's kind of like the, in various books that you've got, there's the line about, now of course you could resist the suggestions today, but that's not why you're here. Oh. Why bring it up if they're not doing it? You know, and I'm flashing to a place of, oh, let's get personal. I have a cousin that I've been around him and it's this whole, oh, that's why he has these issues moment <laughs> where there he is and I'll change his name because I've got many cousins. There's little Jonathan there playing with the toys with my kids and he's about the same age as mine and it's the moment where his grandma and his mother 
are scolding him for things he's not doing. Claire's playing with that guitar. Don't take it away from her. He's not taking it away. They're all playing nicely. Don't think you can do that. He's, he's not doing it. Which I've finally gotten to a place of going, he's not doing these things you're reprimanding him for. Let, let the kid play. They're all playing nicely. Don't jump off the sofa. He's not even near the sofa. No wonder this kid's got some issues he's working with. You know, it's, I, I have a bit of a strategy, and it's the little things that, again, the clean language of hypnotic learning. I'll have a strategy when we, our kids are over at the in-laws where we're packing up all their stuff, and I'll be collecting the stuff by the door. That way it's an easy trip back and forth to the minivan. And I mean, the stuff clearly is by the door, ready to go, the same way that you've seen sometimes a cardboard box or two pile up by the front door, which is my cue of, hey, bring that to recycling on the way out. And it's like on the way out, Wendy's going, hey, don't forget that cardboard box. I'm like, it's by the door for a reason. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Uh, <laughs> all come full circle. So again, I don't want to be playing preventative maintenance on something that's not yet an issue because that issue classically is going to be few and far between. This is a bigger picture mindset type thing in terms of just how to hypnotize. But as I go into the session with the expectation of it's going to go swimmingly well, okay. Though the style of the as if, I'm permissively leading up to something that bam, I'm hitting with an authoritative embedded command. As if there's just nothing left to count. Want that to happen, expect that to happen, and you can make that happen. Now, only if there's two false starts, and now I'm on number three, that's where I can now go, I'm not the one to make it happen for you. You're the one to do this. As I pick up that hand and drop it, now make them go. As they're gone, nod your head. That's right, I knew you could do that. <laughs> only when I have to, you know. Otherwise, I'm scolding little Jonathan for stealing the toys from my kids that he's no, not I, stealing. I just, yeah. When I give myself a safety net, more, I can have more confidence with the original. Which, let's expand your metaphor of giving yourself a safety net. Uh, having two friends that are tightrope walkers, every stumble, every moment where something <laughs> almost falls is so beautifully rehearsed that they just know how to do it. You know, they are in so much control up there. They didn't start that way. You're right. You're exactly right. Point taken. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com. Jason Lynette here, and thanks again once more for participating with this program. Thanks again for leaving your feedback over at the iTunes listing. Just head over to worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash iTunes. That'll redirect you to leave your feedback as well. As I trust you got some really helpful, workable information. As I like to say, uh, we dropped several knowledge bombs uh, during this, uh, this previous recording. Though I'd ask you, if you don't yet have the full content confidence in your hypnotic process. Chances are you're someone like me that even from really good training from day one saw there were a lot of gaps. 
And in my opinion, as you may have heard in this uh, clip from my classroom, that in many ways, it's this concept of approaching the mindset of the work. We can know all the right techniques and principles, yet it's that ability to be hypnotic while doing hypnosis. And that's what led to the launch of Hypnotic Workers. Hypnotic Workers is the full brain dump, the full digital access library of my hypnotherapeutic training. Everything from induction methods, from instant and rapid, to the Dave Alman induction, to everything in between, as well as hypnotherapeutic interventions for change. And approaching change from a contextual point of view to help you to really realize that there's far few instances of I don't know what to do with this client than you might have thought before. It's all about eradicating that, that just virus of a question in our hypnosis profession. Do you have a script for this? Because instead, inside of Hypnotic Workers in the membership library there, you're going to learn a contextual point of view of how to address change. So even the most unique of scenarios may come into your office and you'll now have a jumping point to jump in and work with that client, get the change in motion and to do it with confidence. Now, up until now, this has been an invitation only library available only to my private students, though we're gradually opening it up to everybody. So do this right now. Head over to hypnoticworkers.com and check out the video and uh, enter, click the button that says get instant access. And what that's going to do is it's going to get you on the waiting list for as we open up more spaces for hypnotic workers. It's a lot of bandwidth to juggle, it turns out. And as space is available, you will be among the first to find out to really become a hypnotic worker yourself, to become more effective as a practitioner, and take your process and your results to the next level. That's hypnoticworkers.com. I'll see you on the inside.